Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing More than a feeling To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save your life To be powered by love So this morning we're talking about from numbing out to leaning in. And one of the ways I've been thinking about leaning in over the last weeks is these jars of marbles here. These jars of marbles all have a purpose. There's three of them and they each have a purpose because what they are is one jar representing each one of my three kids. And each one has a marble, one marble, for each week that I have left until they graduate from high school. (laughs) Kind of a funny countdown, I know. Uh, But it's kind of a recent practice that I learned from a publishing house called Orange. They make children, youth, and family ministry curriculum, and they have this book, Don't Miss It, Parent Every Week Like It Counts. And so there's this practice of counting each week with marbles. So you put one marble in for every week that you have left until graduation. Here's what they say about this practice. It says, start with a jar, and it's talking about starting when a kid is born. Start with a jar with 936 marbles. Why 936? Because that is the estimated number of weeks between birth and high school graduation. Then start a simple ritual. Remove one marble every week. Over time, the practice of losing marbles can have a meaningful effect. It will remind you to value your time. It will make each week matter a little more. It will reinforce the simple principle. When you see how much time you have left, you tend to do more with the time you have now. It's kind of a profound practice, yet kind of a funny practice. I do like the playful language of that idea that by the time your kid graduates from high school, you've lost all your marbles. Uh, That's that's good. Uh, Seems fitting. Uh, But more than that, I look at it already, and I can look, and I can see uh, the number of marbles we have here. We have 890 for my son, Ben, 682 for Stanley, and 587 for Teddy. And so I look, and I see how fewer marbles are in Teddy's already than, like, say, Ben's. And it does make me think about time a little differently. Think about those weeks that have already passed a little differently. And what's more, makes me think about the weeks that are still to come a little differently. That's like what this book says, that I think it is actually getting me to. Because as our theme is today, numbing out to leaning in, I want to, as a parent, be leaning in and experiencing and getting the most out of all of these precious days with my kids. 
But I don't think this is just a thing for parents. I think this is a thing for all of us in all stages and ages of life is it is important for us to lean in and experience the world around us. And yet the temptation to numb out and to take a break from it all can be pretty strong sometimes. Here's what I mean. This same parent, me, who has these meaningful jars counting the weeks that I have to help form and shape my kids, I also sometimes go into our little walk-in pantry. It's barely a walk-in pantry. It's a very small closet, but I can fit in there. And sometimes I sneak in there for a little treat, and I take chips, tortilla chips, and I dip them in Nutella. You know, the chocolate hazelnut spread? I dip them in Nutella, and I eat it. It's just my little treat. And I can hear the kids outside the door saying, Dad, where are you? And I just sit there, and I eat my little treat and have my little time. Because, yeah, sometimes I'm really attentive, and I want to, you know, get the most out of every minute. And then sometimes I just want to get away. (laughs) This is the balance that I think we all face in all different parts of life. We, of course, want to experience all the joys and blessings of life. But the reality is sometimes life is hard, and we just want and need a little break. The challenge is sometimes that little break turns into too much of a break. Sometimes I'm eating too many chips dipped in Nutella, which is not good, and I'm missing out not only on life, but it's an unhealthy thing. It's not good. Leaning in is different than numbing out. Sometimes we do need little breaks, but sometimes those breaks turn into numbing out, and some of the things that we miss are not good. The Richard, uh, Richard Rohr is this Franciscan priest who says, be present and you'll know what you need to know. It is both that simple and that hard. This is our calling is to be present. If we do that, we won't miss out on things. We will get what we need to get. We will know what we need to know and experience what we need to experience. But there's this temptation to numb out, to close ourselves off, because the reality is when we open ourselves up to those joyful experiences, when we're open, we're also open to all of our own insecurities and our fears and the reality that sometimes life is really hard. And so opening ourselves up, numbing out is the way that's the opposite. We can close ourselves off so that we're not open, but instead we're closed in, and that helps us to avoid all the anxiety and the fear and the hurts. We don't have to acknowledge it if we're closing ourselves off and numbing out. And so some of the, I think, the most common ways of numbing out are here on this list, things like alcohol and drugs, exercise, which, of course, you realize that These things aren't all bad things, but sometimes we can put too much time and effort and energies into them so that even exercise can be a way of avoiding some of the things that are going on in our lives. Screen time, of course, is a big one. Scrolling social media can just take up so much time. Or video games. That's what our kids do a lot, but not just kids. I know plenty of adults who play solitaire on the computer or crushing candy on the phone and it just becomes kind of all-consuming it's a way of just checking out the average american watches three hours of television a day that's kind of a numbing out time think of all we're missing when we're just watching television food can be a big one nutella in the closet i'll tell you what 
Gossip. It can be so much easier to talk about others than to talk about ourselves, to think about what's wrong with other people rather than what's wrong with us and face up to that. Shopping or just staying crazy busy all the time just to avoid slowing down enough to realize that there's some hard things going on in life. All of these things are just numbing out. And the reality is, you know, they can, some of these things kind of look like self-care, right? Like exercise in and of itself is not a bad thing. A lot of things on this list could be done in moderation as self-care. But sometimes we do them so much that they move from self-care to numbing out, to problematic. And the way that you know if it's moved to numbing out is you can tell that you're numbing out. You can tell when you're numbing out when you feel just as terrible or worse when you stop that thing, right? So if you go on that shopping spree and you have a really great day, you got some new stuff, it's great, but then you feel a sense of dread and terror and regret when the credit card bill comes a few weeks later, that's probably not good. Right? That uh, few glasses of wine that had you feeling pretty good, but then you wake up the next morning, that's a real physical reminder that, oh, maybe this wasn't the best way of dealing with stress after all. Or if you sit scrolling at night on your phone and all of a sudden it's 11 o'clock at night, hours have gone by, and you think, oh boy, life can go by quick. All of these things, maybe in moderation, can be good, but. They become numbing out, and then you realize it's not actually helping. It's helping you to miss out on the real life that's happening all around, which might mean facing some hard things in life, but also leads to the joys and the blessings in life as well. I think sometimes it takes us some practices or experiences to move from numbing out to leaning in, to help us lean in, whether it's counting marbles in a jar or some practice, to help us kind of lean in. And in a sense, Nicodemus, from this story from the Gospel of John chapter 3, he had an experience of Jesus that really changed how he saw and thought about the world. He comes to Jesus by night. Nicodemus is a Pharisee. He's a teacher of the law which means probably his favorite way of numbing out was to just follow the rules. He felt good about himself and life when he just did everything by the book, and not only that, but when he got to judge other people for how they were doing at following the rules. He got to enforce those rules upon others, felt good about himself and his faith because, you know, by golly, he was doing everything he was supposed to do and doing it perfectly. And then he meets Jesus. For some reason, he'd heard about this guy, Jesus, and wanted to see what Jesus was all about. And so he goes, and he shows up, and he meets Jesus. And Jesus shares a teaching and an idea that tells him that maybe he needs to go a different way. He realizes that maybe faith is about more than just following a strict set of rules. But Jesus says, no, it's about who you are. It's about being born of water and spirit, being born again in that way. It's about realizing that you are a blessed and loved child of God because of who you are, not because of what you've done. Those famous verses from, uh, that famous verse from John 3.16 is in that teaching. And so Nicodemus hears these words, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that whoever believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. And I think verse 17, because it comes after this most famous verse, sometimes gets a little shortchanged in its power, but it's pretty powerful. It says, Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Nicodemus realizes 
that if Jesus, the Son of God, came to earth not to judge and to condemn people, that maybe he shouldn't make his life about that either. We learn that if Jesus came not to judge and condemn people, maybe that's not what we should be about as well. We're called to embrace this life of grace, this God of love who came not to condemn but to save, a God who brings life so that we can experience the wholeness and fullness of life, which means avoiding that numbing out but instead leaning in. So how are we all going to lean in, folks? <laughs> That's the big question. How do we break through this? We maybe don't get to just go and meet Jesus in the middle of the night and get a one-on-one tutoring session like Nicodemus did. And so what are the practices that we can do? Well, I think you know we can pay attention to things like this marble thing that we'll see. Let me know. I'll let you know in a couple of years how it's going, if how my counting weeks is still going. But these are the kinds of things that can help us be attuned to the life and how time is going by. You know, another thing that I have, I have a, on my wrist a little watch that also has a pedometer. You know, it can seem like a simple thing, but it helps me pay attention to how I'm moving in any given day. I've got to get my 10,000 steps to be healthy and fit. But more than that, it also buzzes when I'm sitting for too long and says, hey, you've been pretty inactive for quite a while. It helps me to pay attention to how much and how I'm moving. It's a simple thing that I do every day, but it makes me think about it in a different way. Also, I think about right now, we're all breathing. Did you notice that? Like, what if we all, why don't we on the count of three take a deep breath in together? One, two, three, and then out. This is something you're doing all day, every day, but how much, how often do you stop to pause to pay attention to your breath? Being attuned to even such a simple thing as breathing can help us pay attention a little more to the world around us. Practices of prayer and meditation are designed exactly for that, to help find ourselves and the world around us through these practices of slowing down and contemplating. Even these simple practices can really help us to look at the world around us differently, to see the needs in the community around us, to see the needs in our own life and the needs in the lives of others, and to help meet those needs, but also to just find and give thanks for the blessings of God that are also all there around us. I want to close with Nicodemus. Because like I said, uh, with the story of Nicodemus, it actually comes to an end in John chapter 3, and it doesn't really tell us what happened next for a long time. It just appears that morning came, and so Nicodemus went this way, and Jesus and his disciples went this way. And so we're kind of left wondering, whatever happened to that guy, Nicodemus, who came by night? And then the story picks up in John chapter 19. After several chapters, several months and years of time that have gone by, All of a sudden in John chapter 19, just after Jesus has died, Jesus has been crucified, and here's where the story picks up. It says, after these things, this is the crucifixion and death of Jesus, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, though a secret one because of his fear of the Jews, asked Pilate to let him take away the body of Jesus. Pilate gave him permission, so he came and removed his body. Nicodemus who had first come to Jesus by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, weighing about a hundred pounds. They took the body of Jesus and wrapped it in the spices and in the linen cloths, according to the burial custom of the Jews. 
it turns out that that experience with Jesus did lead Nicodemus from numbing out to leaning in. It changed his life. He embraced the world and saw the need so that when Jesus dies, the Bible tells us that all of his disciples, those closest disciples, they all fled and ran away. But Nicodemus, who had first come to Jesus by night out of his fear of being seen and associated with him, he's the one who's there at the foot of the cross, taking the body of Jesus down, preparing it for burial. That's a big change in a life. That's a big change that comes from leaning in. May we all lean in and live life here and now in the present. Because when we do that, we really see and know and experience everything we need to know. It's that simple and it's that hard, like Richard Rohr says. Living in the present is the ultimate blessing. It's a challenge, but it's worth every second. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.